And welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Once again, recorded over Zoom like we've done for the past, I don't know what it is, two months, it seems, three months, uh, since March, really, since we were sent home from Ball State. And, uh, but we continue to do it. I'm Grant Covey, Sam Thillman. On the other end of the line, as usual, Sam, uh, we made it to another week, and it's another week of us getting closer to the return to campus and uh, hopefully a return to a semi-normal lifestyle. Yeah, I've been, I've been kind of not counting down the days necessarily, but just like picturing like only nine or eight more weeks to now. I'm really excited. I saw on Twitter that the Ball State, I think, football started their voluntary workouts today, so I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I'm going to be following that, see what people are saying about it and keep following it over on Twitter. Yeah, uh, that, that's going to be exciting because uh, teams are starting to, to go back to campus, football teams in particular. I think volleyball, soccer, field hockey teams, I think they could start reporting sometime in July. But football teams, they've started voluntary. I put air quotes around voluntary because yeah. they <laughs> say it's voluntary, but it ain't voluntary. You better be there if you want to play come uh september so Mm -hmm. i think that's going to be fun to follow to see how teams adapt what happens if one player tests positive what happens if a coach tests positive all that stuff from the stuff i saw on the ball state twitter like you mentioned uh they were seem to be screening everybody as they're coming in taking temperatures all that fun stuff everybody seemed to have masks and, and protective wear on so hopefully that all goes well across all universities really and uh, it's really been kind of it's really been kind of up to the university, Sam, on when um, you know when students can come back. The NCAA kind of says, okay, starting this date, you can start doing voluntary stuff. But it's really up to the to the university to decide when they want their team coming back. And I think um, I haven't really looked into specific schools that have came back, and some that haven't. But I'm sure it's widespread across the board uh, with that. So I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if one team comes back as early as they can, um, how does that affect them compared to if they, you know, wait another week? Yeah, and I I saw some reports that several colleges who started their voluntary workouts, like Alabama, I think, had like three players test positive. Uh, I forget the other names off the top of my head, but I know there was several teams in the NCAA that, like, had players test positive for the virus. So, It'll be interesting to see, like, what happens with that team, what happens with those players, what happens with conferences and whatnot. Yeah, it will be. And uh, I think you're going to see I, – I would hope here within the next few weeks um, the NCAA comes out and they can we can look at adjusted schedules. Uh, you, that was brought up back in uh, April and the 1st of May that, you know, universities would reduce the amount of travel um, between – you know, between uh, schools to, uh, you know, reduce the spread and stuff like that. Ball State really doesn't have any faraway opponents besides Wyoming that's coming into Muncie at the end of September. All the other ones, they are playing Maine, uh, which Michigan. is kind of far away. Michigan, but that's close. I mean, that's, clo- that's closer than uh, some MAC schools like Western, uh, Western and Central. It's right up there, right by them. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think for the most part, a school like Ball State, I think their schedule is probably going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether the, the conferences come out and decide, okay, we're going to cut two 
of your non-conference games. Um, I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know how much you know power the conference has with that. It'll just be interesting to follow because the next five to six weeks, we're going to learn, I think, I think personally, we're going to learn a lot about what the college football season will look like come September. Yeah, and I think the one question you and I have been waiting on, the question that I think all college football fans are have been waiting on is, will we have fans in the stands come? I think it's August or, yeah, I think it's August. So, like, whether we can go to the home games, whether we can go if we decide to travel to the Michigan game, for example, I'm just waiting to see if we can actually be in the stands because I really want to be in Schumann Stadium. I'm pretty sure you do as well, Grant. I'm just waiting for that answer from the from the university, from the conference, from NCAA, whoever makes those decisions. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to be there because, uh, yeah, it's just fun to go to games with friends and, and things like that. I think you're going to at least, at the very least, see students in the stands because mm-hmm. if these universities are going to allow students back on campus, I think that you will see students in the stands at games. Now, whether they have to be, you know, socially distanced or not, I don't know because I think, you know, if you're going to, if you say, okay, we're only going to allow, you know, 2,000 students to come. I don't, first of all, I don't know if Ball State can get <laughs> 2,000 students to come, but let's just say that they're going to say, okay, 2,000 students can attend, get your ticket, whatever. So, and, and people are going to be socially distanced. So I would assume, and this would be, you know, universities could get more people into the game this way. You know, if me and my roommate both get tickets, we should be able to sit together because mm-hmm. we're, I mean, we're in the same room, yeah. you know? I mean, if, if, if I have it, he's going to have it too. Yeah. So I think that at least roommates should be able to sit together. Couples, you know, if my girlfriend comes, I think we should be able to sit together. I mean, come on people. We're hugging and kissing all the time. Mm-hmm. We should be able at least to sit together. And so I think if, if they take that approach, you'll be able to get more people in there. Uh, because you're sitting a couple of people more closer together and things like that. So I think at the very least students will be in the stands. Well, I'm not sure you can really differentiate whose roommates or not for one week in lie. Two, there's always the off-campus apartments people. So how do you know if they sign like a lease together? You, you don't know. I'm just, even if we get students in the stands, I'm not sure how they're going to be able to really enforce social distancing, whether you have to sit like, six feet on the bleachers apart from each other i like i think i think the one thing that will be is interesting about the season is the unknown in this season we don't know if they take away two two games if that's going to impact bowl eligibility whether they'll reduce that whether uh fans will be in the stands as we mentioned there's just so much unknown that it's good i think as you mentioned five to six weeks is a good time frame to see like our, our, whether our uh, questions get answered. Yeah, I think, you know, within the next five to six weeks, middle of July, we'll know. We'll know a lot because they're going to have mm-hmm. to figure it out. Um, you know, they can't figure it out a week before the season starts. So it'll be interesting, and we're going to follow it for sure. Uh, you know, in our weekly podcast, we'll discuss if we need to have an emergency episode because if big news just dropped, we'll definitely do that. Uh, so just keep on the lookout. And – course breaking news can be found on our twitter page straight up sports talk we'll be there if breaking news happens you can check us there uh and we'll be tweeting and retweeting stuff as we get that information but as we await for those sports to start and hopefully start on time there has been sports that have already started smooth transition there by me 
Um, but there has been some sports that have already started back up, in particular NASCAR. They started, was it three weeks ago, I believe, at Darlington, and they've been doing pretty well. Um, they haven't really had any issues with COVID-19. They've been keeping their distance. People have been wearing masks. Everything seems to be going as swimmingly as possible in the NASCAR realm of things. There was a small amount of fans this weekend at the course they were at. I want to say it was Charlotte, but I'm not sure. Um, I will check that, though. But I think it was Charlotte. But anyways, NASCAR um, is starting to, you know, be the – is really the leader. Um, Homestead, Miami is where they were last weekend. Uh, Charlotte was the weekend – or Martinsville was the weekend before. And, uh, and then Atlanta. I don't know where I got Charlotte from, but, uh, you know, it happens. But, uh, yeah, they raised it at Homestead, Miami. Denny Hamlin, the winner. But they seem to be getting it figured out, Sam. And uh, they've been getting great TV numbers. A great audience has been following them. But my question is, how does NASCAR keep this keep these fans for when the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL come into play in August and September? How does NASCAR keep it interesting to keep these fans? I, I honestly don't think they can because when you look at the situation we're in, we're limited in the sports we can watch, whether it's golf, whether it's that, whether it's the esports that have come out. I think these most of these fans that you see these great numbers from is because of the situation we're put in. There, I think a significant amount of fans are going to transfer over to NBA, NFL, whatever sports comes back, and they're going to follow that. But there's still going to be diehards, of course. There's still going to be people riding out with NASCAR. But I don't see a, a future where NASCAR kind of holds these numbers considering – really the lack of popularity with NASCAR as a whole compared to the NFL and NBA. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the main, I think they might get a few more fans tuning in after these big sports start back up. And I think that would be the fans that maybe have lost interest over the past five years. Maybe the fans that have kind of gone away from racing and now they're watching it again. I think those fans, I think you might keep those fans because I think, they're going to get more invested and realize uh, why they watched it, you know, in the past. And I think maybe those fans will, will stick around in terms of new fans. I mean, I'll be quite honest. I'm not going to watch it now. If they keep their Wednesday night prime time, sure. I'll tune it in. There's really not any other sports on a Wednesday. There's no NFL. Uh, there probably will be NBA, but sure. I'll watch NASCAR on a Wednesday night in prime time. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch it on a Sunday afternoon when there's football to be watched. So I think, you know, in the NASCAR, NASCAR is kind of owned, or they've kind of, you know, not, they haven't tried to hide the fact that they aren't the most popular sport. They've, they've taken their time, and they, get, they race on Sundays on Fox, you know, and it's there, and they're not trying to compete, I guess, with the NFL and the NBA and such. So I think if NASCAR keeps the same schedule, I think Wednesday nights will be huge because uh, especially if there's not really that many uh, games going on elsewhere, I think that can be – that could be a, a, an avenue where NASCAR can look at and say, okay, maybe next year we throw in Wednesday night races. And then maybe you make the season a little bit shorter. If you ran more races in a short amount of time, uh, you can maybe shorten the season up a little bit and uh, maybe get those more viewers that way. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to watch the NASCAR same as you. If they're competing with the NFL, I'm going to tune into the NFL 10 out of 10 times. But if it's on Wednesday, sure, I'll tune into it. And then another kind of uh, – they could also get fans by um, the baseball fans since uh, you read the news that baseball looks like it's probably not going to have a season. So they're looking for some to do those fans. So I'm sure NASCAR will receive an uptick in that way. But I look at NASCAR – the same way as I look at kind of matching games. When they play those matching football games on Tuesdays, and I think Thursdays are only Tuesdays on CBS, if they were on Saturdays, people wouldn't be watching it. But since it's a Tuesday primetime game, there's nothing really else going on. You're going to tune in and watch some football, have a great time, and watch some good football. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, if it's on, they're going to tune in. And in that primetime slot, I think you can get some more viewers. So, uh, racing getting set to come to Indianapolis on July 4th, where they'll have the IndyCar and then the uh, NASCAR double header with the Brickyard going to be run in front of no fans, which I was kind of disappointed to see. I thought IMS might try to do something to get a few fans in there at least, uh, but it looks like they will not have fans on July 4th weekend there for the IndyCar NASCAR double header. Uh, but that'll be fun to watch. I mean, IMS, who really has sat, you know, empty for the last uh, few months where it's normally its busiest time of year, will finally get some, see some racing action at America's Greatest Race Course, which I think will be absolutely fun to watch. And I'm excited for that. Uh, but yeah, today's just kind of a hodgepodge episode. It's why we're kind of bouncing around all over the place. Uh, but Sam, you mentioned, you know, the MLB, probably not going to happen. I mean, Manfred came out and straight up said, He's not 100% confident that he can say this season's going to happen. And I think, it's, I think it's total BS. I think players – I don't think what he said is BS, but I think this whole situation is BS. I think, you know, come on, let's figure it out, okay? And I get it, okay? I get it. You know, if you're Mike Trout, you're making 37 mil a year, and your pay is going to be reduced to 3 mil, I get it, okay? I do. But get over it. Get over it. I tell you what, I would take a million dollars. I mean, I would take, you know – $200,000 a year right now. I mean, it's more than what I'm making. And, and I get it. He needs to be paid. And, but it's for, if you really, if you really want to do it for the greatest of the game and, and, and to have a season, they will do it. And I don't think it's, honestly, I know the players want to have a season, but the big players like Mike Trout and the Aaron Judges who are getting paid a lot, they don't care if they – really have a season or not because their paycheck is not effective like those lower level guys who are making the league minimum. Uh, so I think get, just get over it and let's play baseball. I mean, come on, just get over it and let's play baseball. I, I think that MLB players have the right intention, but I don't think they truly want to play baseball because if they truly wanted to play baseball, they could find some sort of compromise. The MLB and MLB, BPA just seem on two different sides. They're not willing to budge. They're not willing to compromise. I've seen uh, like articles where one side sends a offer of like 62 games. The other side doesn't even, uh, what's it called, counter. So I don't, I, I think the MLBPA and the players just need to figure out some sort of image like, hey, we want this amount of games, the re reduction by only like 10%. Because if they truly wanted to figure it out, they would have already. Because when you look at the NBA, they've been kind of in touch with the players. They've 
kind of gone to a mutual understanding. This is what's happening. And then both sides agreed with it. So I think both sides just need to find a compromise. And if they truly wanted a season, they could get it done. You're exactly right. They, they could find that, that middle ground. Uh, but arguing over money, especially now where un- unemployment is through the roof, mm-hmm. I think is just absurd. And I think the players can get over it, play some games. It's not going to be a full season. Just get over it. Let's move on to next season. Because if, you, if the MLB doesn't have a season, I, the fans will disappear. And next year, you will not see as many fans. And you might think, oh, well, they hadn't had MLB for a whole year, so they're going to be ready to watch. Nope. They're going to be still pissed because they weren't able to play this season um, and, and watch. So I think the fans would drop off. I think they would fall off a cliff if you didn't have a season. I mean, just think about it. If the MLB could figure it out, if they could, could have figured it out into May, 1st of June, they could be playing the 1st of July. Think about this. What if baseball returned on July 4th? Okay, America's pastime, America's game on America's day. Yep. The ratings would be absolutely through the roof. Okay, you, you, you're obviously not playing in front of fans. But if the MLB had some common sense and could have figured it out and started mm-hmm. playing the 1st of July and got out ahead of the NBA, how huge would that month how, how huge would that month have been? And sorry, I can't speak today, but that month would have been huge for sponsors, for everything. Because you could get even some NBA sponsors to, to come on the MLB because it's more exposure time. They're getting a whole month before the NBA started to hopefully get fans and keep fans through, through the NBA when the NBA starts. Yeah, and I think you make a great point of you get sponsors, you get fans. As we talk, as you talked about earlier, NASCAR is seeing kind of records in viewership because they're not as well popular sport, and people are forced to tune into this. So if the MLB can get back before the uh, NBA, before the NFL, they can get fans to watch because there's no other sports on. They just want some sort of sports. They can tune in. They'll get a bunch of money from not only the fans, the sponsors, as you mentioned, it just seems like a no-brainer, but it just seems like both sides can't figure it out. No, they can't. And uh, it, it, it's, it's sad to watch, and, you know, they're going back and forth and back mm-hmm. and forth and back and forth. And I get it. The owners don't want to lose a crap ton of money. The players don't want to lose a crap ton of money. But let's both swallow our prides here mm-hmm. and play some baseball. And you know what? If they have to do it with the place of players, they got to do it that way. But I tell you what, if, if baseball returns mid-August, it's going to be an afterthought. I mean, it really is. I mean, you, unless you're a true baseball fan, it's going to be an afterthought because ESPN's not going to care about it. Because why? Because they have the NBA the, and the NFL to follow, which is basically their whole programming August through you know, November is the NFL, basically. is That's all they program during that time. That's all you see on SportsCenter, everything. So the, if the MLB returns mid to late August, afterthought. They have to return at the time or before the NBA does to even be relevant this season, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, and when you look at the other sports returning, it doesn't really help. You look at the NHL has that tournament that looks to be exciting that I'm probably going to tune into. you got college football coming back that a lot of people are going to tune into. you got, obviously, the NBA with their playing games in their tournament. you got the NFL with their regular season. If you don't get it done – I'm not sure how much viewership you are going to be left over. That's why 
that's why I think they need to have a make it or break it deal where they say we can't get it done by July 4th or July 15th. And then we just scrap the season because at that point there's going to be no, there's basically going to be no viewership. There's going to be not a lot of money left for the players. They're not going to be a lot of money for the owners. It just doesn't seem like a win-win situation after a certain date. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, if there's got to be a drop dead date in there somewhere and I mean, too, even if they were to figure it out tomorrow, we have no idea what the return to play plan is. I mean, there was, oh, we're going to all go to Arizona. Well, now we're going to split it between three cities. But there has not been a specific plan rolled out in front of the owners, in front of the MLBPA to say this is how we want to return. There hasn't been. So even if they agree next week, they still have to put all of those plans in place. And that's not easy. You have to get testing. You have to get, you know, screening for everybody all the employees, all the support staff, all the media, everything. And so I think even if they were to figure it out next week, it's going to be hard to get it going a month from now. It really is. Yeah, and I think that it just further supports why people hate Manfred. He, they think he's kind of the worst commissioner of all the professional sports league because when you look at Silver, he got a a exciting – he got not only a proposal, he got the players on board, he got – uh, the NFL, you, I mean, we don't really know much about the NFL. They look to be on track. You look at the NHL, they got the players to agree. They got just, they have plans in place. It just seems like Manfred is doing a shitty job. Let's be frank. He's doing a shitty job as commissioner. I think it just further proves the point why people kind of dislike him. I agree. I agree. It's going to be talked about for the next couple of weeks as, you know, we will see. And like I said about the NFL, in five weeks we'll know, or, or college football, in five weeks we'll know what's going to happen. So, All right, another episode of the I Can't Explain podcast Sammy put out this week. What did what'd you, what'd you rant about this week? What, what was the topic? Oh, maybe. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he muted his audio there. Maybe you can't hear me. But, oh, uh, sorry. I had, a, I had a FaceTime call from somebody that I did to decline real quick. Oh, but, okay. Uh, so uh, the I Can't Explain podcast, we, I talked about my previous job experience at SkyZone, talked about the unknown with COVID-19, really, because I, I honestly, I don't know about you, Grant. I don't know who to believe, who to trust, what to do at this point. It's just frustrating. And then I talked about how I'm just confused how Bob Saget has done what he does with the limited role I know him at. Yeah, it's a good episode. I listened to it this morning. Uh, and I get I get some of your points there, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a good listen. Check it out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Anchor is the distributor there. That's where you can find it. Uh, and uh, Sam at, at Sam underscore Thillman on Twitter is where you can find him on Twitter as well. That's where he uh, posts his episodes as well. So check him out. It's a great podcast. I'm hopefully going to be on it in a few weeks for a topic that I'm pumped to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should be good. But uh, all right, Sam, we've got to get out of here. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on once again. And we'll talk to you next week for another episode. Okay, see you. That's Sam Thillman. I'm Grant Covey. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Sports Talk at 6 on Twitter, straight up Sports Talk. I put up a poll today and uh, I said, do you – how do you say it? Do you cut the lawn or cut the or mow the lawn or mow the yard? I say mow the yard. Sam said mow the yard. Um, so go vote on that. No, poll. I said cut the grass. Oh, you said yeah, cut the grass. I thought about throwing that that option in there, but mm-hmm. then I was like, eh, 
We'll, we'll make him choose between the two. I say mow the yard. Do you say mow the lawn? I think mowing the lawn sounds more professional. Like, I got to go mow yeah. the lawn, you know. I, yeah. I think that sounds more professional. I, I mow the yard or cut the grass. I, yeah, that's what I mm-hmm. normally say is cut the grass, mow the yard. Anyways, go vote on that poll if you would so, please, at Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. Find us there. I'm at Grant underscore Kopi on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. If you made it this far, we really appreciate it. And have a great day. We'll see you next week.